Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Hello, this is international Catholic singer Anna Nuzzo, inviting you to join me and Father Dan Cambra of the Marian Fathers on a select international tour's Divine Mercy pilgrimage to Poland and the Czech Republic. It takes place in September of 2019, and we would love for you to join us. For more information, go to my website, AnnaNuzzo.com. Thank you, and God bless. Do you wish you knew the saints better? Overwhelmed with all the events in Catholic history and just wish you could tie it all together? It's tough work, and even scientists have determined that it takes approximately 400 repetitions to create a new synapse in the brain, unless it is done with play, in which case it takes between 10 and 20 repetitions. Introducing Saint Cards, where the facts about saints and history are presented in fun and engaging games for ages 4 to 104. Check out Saint Cards at saintcards.com and begin the fun for your family, school, and parish today. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love. There's a saying that says uh, the best time to plant a tree was 30 years ago. <laughs> That's right. The second best time to plant a tree is today. So don't wait. You have to capture these memories with your kids. If you're a great uncle and grandparents, definitely can't wait on those conversations. Good morning, everybody, now that you can hear us. Good morning, everyone. This is Chad. This is Jeff, and this is the Catholic Dad Podcast. And we did not just record about five or six minutes of of really awesome banter and go into the netherworld. The the good news is it was only five minutes. Yeah. The bad news is is we're not going to go into banter because we don't have time. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So, Chad, do you have a banter topic for today? Yeah, the banter topic is... Remind me what we just talked about. (laughs) The banter topic is Lent. How's your Lent going, Jeff? It's going uh, pretty good, Chad. It feels like we just talked about this. <laughs> the uh, uh, no, so Lent, um, Lent's been been good. I've uh, I guess turned it around um, a little bit. The the big topic we had kind of going into Lent was making Lent have meaning. Yeah. So you know, full transparency, I haven't been in as close adherent to my sacrifices as I would have liked. Um, but the the fact that I, I I identified a sacrifice and that it's actually been fairly difficult as yeah. a sacrifice because obviously I haven't adhered to it as well as yeah, I would have yeah, liked yeah. has made Lent have meaning again, yeah. which has been great. Um, I haven't done the so you know we we actually did this with the confirmation class before Lent. We had like a little contract, little Lenten contract or whatever, and it was a sacrifice. 
So it was basically the, um, you know, uh, was it, uh, what are the three things for Lent, right? Almsgiving. Prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. I couldn't think of fasting for whatever reason. Sacrifice was in my head. So prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. So those were the three things. We had all the confirmation class all signed something. That's cool. Um, So sacrifice was alcohol. Um, Prayer was adoration. Try to get to adoration once a week, which I need to set up the reminder on my phone because now it's back at Woodland Hills. It's a lot easier to just stop yeah. at Woodwork. Um, and then the the almsgiving was to um, do some nice things around the house for the family, which I've done a moderately poor job on. Um, but <laughs> the point the point of the the last moderately uh, poor, <laughs> just on the the down downward side of the bell curve. Now that I think about it, it's good to be reminded, right? That that was the whole point of having the contract was to write it down and put it somewhere yeah. where you could look at it. Yeah. Um, and I put it down. I think it's at my desk at work, and I haven't looked at it for two weeks. So uh, there you go. So this is a good reminder to just uh, kind of refocus. And we do yeah. have two weeks left or three weeks left or whatever. That's it is. right. So yeah. And that was the kind of re refocus and reset here. And, and that uh, was a thought for Lent as a banter topic because we, when you came in, you were talking about you know work and and goals and needing to get goals and milestones mm-hmm. you know, set and whatever. And it's like, yeah, we're, here we are. We're halfway through Lent, and you know, how how are we doing? Because yeah. it's better to look at it now and say, how's my Lent going, and am I satisfied with, you know, the effort that's being put in? Does it really feel like it's different or sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Do we need to adjust something here yep. uh, to make Lent? Because again, in that topic that we talked about, it was like a lot of times we get to the end of Lent, we're in the Holy Week or we're at Palm Sunday, and it's like. Gosh, you know, Lent just flew by, and it didn't didn't even seem like it was Lent. You exactly. know, so uh, yep. so this year is definitely better. I mean, for for me, I gave up social media, and I'm loving it. I don't have, uh, you know, I don't know if I'll ever go back to social media. And uh, but the the hard part, like I was saying earlier, is definitely whenever I'm doing something fun with the family, and I want to post that, you know, hey, here we are at the rodeo. Hey, here we are at Elliot's Crawfish Bowl, and mm-hmm. you know, we're having so much fun. Woohoo! But then it's like, okay, why are you? Why are you doing that? You know, it's like, is this for you mm-hmm. or is this for everybody else? And mm-hmm. why is this so, you know, hard for you at this moment? You know, yeah. it's not hard for you to look on Facebook right now, but it became really difficult whenever you're doing something fun and you're wanting to show everybody how much fun you're having. Right. So it's like, okay, that's what social media, I guess, is doing to us. It's like, yeah. you know, it's making our lives like a, like a movie or something. And mm-hmm. like you were mentioning earlier, it's like, Okay, here I'm doing this thing and I'm having so much fun. Now, how many likes and comments am I getting? You right, know, and, and right. what, are, what are people saying about that? Yep. Did anybody and, notice my really cool thing? That you know, so it's. And how do I post it in a way to to make it look maybe even better than it is, or to yeah. get that likes, or not to make it <laughs> not to make it better than it is, but to like because I catch myself doing this too, right? Everybody does. It's just to oh yeah, you, you try to write it no, up yeah, so that totally. you like you know <clears throat> it's exciting or it's you know whatever and um you because you're trying to get yeah. the likes and you're trying to yeah. get that feedback and there's a whole. Um, Simon Sinek, I think, was the guy that did it. Oh, yeah. He has a really, he, you know, Simon Sinek yeah. on the TED Talks and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I think it was him, don't quote me on it, that had a whole thing about the um, the dopamine feedback that social media gives us and why it is addicting and why we try to get the likes and why we have that, you know. And, yeah. and for, like, really younger um, kids, and that was the focus of it, was, uh, you know, it can be somewhat harmful, right, and very addictive because yeah. you're, you're trying to get all those likes and you're trying to get that kind of feedback, that dopamine feedback or whatever, yeah. and it's all brain chemistry and stuff. So yeah, um, yeah I, so, I honestly, I think social media was a great, great thing to give up for Lent. So I'll consider doing that next year. I'm, I'm slowly moving away as well. I think maybe just the blooms off the rose with everything else, you know, social media wise or whatever. I mean, you end up seeing, you know, the, the posting from friends 
you know, you just, I don't see as many of those, you know, I don't know if it's like a feed thing or an algorithm thing, but we were talking too about the politics that are coming up. Yeah. And that's, my feed is, is basically my news feed, you know? Yeah. And then my compulsion is like, well, this is what I agree with, so I'm going to share it with everybody, yeah. which nobody cares and nobody wants to see what that is, right? <laughs> um, and then the flip side is I see the stuff that I don't care about. Yeah. And you're like, oh, well, maybe I should comment on this guy, what a moron, right? Well, that's not healthy either. I mean, that that part of the reason the debate's so poisoned and so coarsened is because it, we're like in our separate camps now, and we don't have to, you know, yeah. the only way we come across is by like some sort of dumb zinger that we send across social media. So yeah. I think it's a great thing to sacrifice. And I will, if I'm still on social media next year, I'll definitely consider doing it. But there's two weeks or three weeks left, Jeff. So uh, you can I, always I, give it up now. I think I need. Well, that's true. <laughs> I'd like to button down back to the original <laughs> sacrifices of of Lent and, and refocus on those because. That was the original intent, but you know, in the, in the other, um, you know, the just advice to all the Catholic dads out there is whatever it is, whatever the sacrifice is. Are you you're not checking it Sundays? I assume no. Right? So I, you know, the the Dodge household when we do a sacrifice, you know, Sunday is the celebration and social media. I could see yeah, staying yeah. off of it, then that's good, right? Yeah, um, no, we we do that as yeah. well. I'm just for me, I'm I told I told uh, Kim and the boys, I'm like. All the things that I'm doing, right? It's it's all the way through. I'm well, just... and the thing that you found is great. It's like now you know now that you're off of it, you're like, oh man, this is like way better. Yeah. Stay off of it, then yeah, it doesn't make sense to like celebrate yeah. with that on Sunday. Right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You fill that time with some other sort of yeah, and that's the. Right? I mean, I've got so much more time now. It's yeah. just it's crazy. Yep. I've been more time effective with my time. I feel yeah, nice. You know, it's like. <laughs> You know, maybe TMI, but you know, when you don't bring your phone to the bathroom, mm-hmm. you know, you save a lot of time right. to do other stuff. Yep. And, yep. uh, you know, it's just, it's hilarious. The, um, you know, the, the little things that come out of this act, this one act mm-hmm. and, and some of the things that you look back on, you're like, wow, this is, this is big. So yeah, really good. I'm, I'm really enjoying this Lent. So I think we're good on. That's perfect. I mean, that's your time. Yeah. Cool. That could have been a, a full topic. A full banter topic or a, a yeah, topic full, of banter or something. Right. Maybe we need to readdress that at the end of Lent and we can have a reflection on that's right. just overall social media. I think would be great. But you have something that does have to do kind of segue into mm-hmm. the banter topic kind of segues into that. Yeah, no, it's good. So you know, you mentioned one of the things was like saving those memories on, certainly Facebook was originally set up to do that, right? As you can like check in as to what you're doing and uh, time to get up. Yeah, it's time to wake up. Um, so, in the, and that's kind of the, the topic today. So, there was an interesting article um, a couple of years ago about right when, I guess it was early 2000s or whatever, but um, like we never had camcorders of the kids. We never took videos. We don't have a lot of those video memories and stuff. We have a lot of pictures. We take a lot of pictures, right? Um, so, we have those memories, uh, but we don't have like the video memories. Um, and one of the things that um, the article was saying is that uh, apparently they've done some studies that, you know, parents that are, are filming the memories with their kids for whatever reason, the memory itself doesn't seem to plant as deeply. So they don't have as vivid a memory of the event as they, as someone who doesn't film it because uh, you're not present because you're more worried yeah, about yeah, you're behind filming the lens, it. You're, you're behind the lens. You want to make sure that you're getting in and it's in focus and blah, blah, blah. You're not actually watching the sport. You're not actually watching whatever it was, um, which I thought that was interesting. And, and the topic today is really all about how do you capture those family memories um, and the reason we want to do that is because I'm a big believer in, in having family stories. So growing up, grandma and grandpa would come to town, mom would make a big dinner, we'd eat in the dining room, that was always a big thing, we still had like the formal dinner, we don't really do that anymore as families, I don't think, but that's what we did, and grandma and grandpa would tell their stories, right, we'd tell the stories of mom and dad growing up, tell the stories of grandpa growing up, 
<clears throat> I've mentioned him before. He fought in World War II. Yeah. You know, he was in the Strategic Air Command, so he had all kinds of interesting nuclear missile stories. Um, you know, and, and that became, that becomes kind of like a lighthouse for, uh, for a child to know that history of their family, to know the, the place that they fit into that story. And so I think memories are really, really important. Um, and I've always wanted to do like the scrapbook thing. And I've always been drawn to like, you know, I've told Aaron this before is like, yeah, I would love to just put like the GoPro up in the corner and like just film a Saturday. Right. Cause that would be really fun to like see and, and all the messiness and the yelling and the screaming and the, you know, everything just have it all there. And, and we would forget that it was there. And then yeah. years from now you could go back and be like, man, that's really that how was that, hilarious. That's yeah. really yeah, how that's that was. Right. Um, and then you're present in the moment, but you're still capturing it. That was, here. yeah, that was kind of the thought. <laughs> I love right? it, yeah. yeah. That's and especially for like, you know, big events or birthdays or whatever. You don't want to be carrying the camera around. You yeah. just set it up in the corner and just leave it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we haven't done that, but I thought, you know, that would be kind of cool. And, and then scrapbooking and, and, you know, the certainly the best part of Facebook is the Facebook memories. You know, yes. So Maisie, um, our youngest, will be five this year. And so all of my Facebook memories, it seems like, over the last three or four months have all been three years ago, you know, four years ago when she was baby, when she was in her little rocker, when she was in those, you know, things, yeah. you know, Moira holding her, you know, and, oh, my gosh, she's like, you know, 12 and you know i mean just all these crazy memories um and so that's where our stories as a family will come from like well i want my kids to remember hey do you remember what you did the day Maisie was born and they went to build a bear workshop and they built made her a bear and recorded their voices in the bear and it was a crazy rainstorm day and i mean all that that's yeah. like a story i want us to be sharing around the christmas dinner table yeah. when they have their kids right well, so those are like the big things, but then last summer we were we were really busy doing lots of really cool little things. So we see lots of movies, we have lots of barbecues, we see lots of friends, and and the thought process was I'm not really capturing any of these things, and summer's going to be over, and we're going to be like, man, we did a lot of stuff, but what do we do? Right? Yeah. So I, I know I've talked to you about this before, and this is we'll get some feedback going back and forth on it. But so I started a book of life. And so what it is, we, we bought out of Amazon one of those great big, like, ledger books from, like, the old-timey grocery store, you yeah. know? like, um, And it's just, you know, it's, it, I don't know, it's about, it's bigger than 8.5 by 11. It's almost, like, legal-sized or whatever. And, and you open it up, and it's got, like, the little, the one column for the date. Yeah. And then it's got another long, wide column for a note. And not to turn it into, you know, a, a daily journal that takes 20 minutes and have everybody write something. And not to turn it into this big thing. Um, we call it the book of life and we try to write like one line per day because you wow. can, because you can always find if you are a family and you stay, the other part of this is to stay focused on the important stuff. You should be able to find one thing that day that's memorable. Yeah. Right. As a family, right. Yeah. Even if you're a family of, you know, even if you're newly married, even if you're like, you can find something that yeah. you could, that would like secures that day. Right. Um, but then it doesn't become a big deal. We leave it out. It's on the front table right by the front door. So as soon as I home, come home from work, it's sitting there. We don't cover it up with a bunch of stuff. It's just, it's always sitting there in your view. So if you miss like a day or two, I go back and I'll, I'll fill them in, right? So the, the most, I think the worst I've gotten was like three or four days. And then Aaron, if I'm like out of town, Aaron's filled in a couple yeah. of days too. We've been doing it since August. That's Every cool. single day. That's right? really awesome. Um, and so Aaron turned 40, 40 yesterday. So that was, of course, a bigger entry, you know. Um, but the cool thing is 
you can start going back now. Even I mean, it's it's been six months or nine months, right? And and I catch the kids still flipping back and looking at the pages. Yeah. And you can look at oh man, that was the weekend that I took Moira out to drive for the very first time. And so those are the dates. Those are like not the Facebook memory things that come up. Yeah. But those are the things that like man, when did you know? You remember when we went to that concert? Yeah. You know, we can go to the Book of Life and you know. Yeah. That sort of stuff has been really cool. So I wanted to throw that over. So the the bigger topic is you know creating stories for your family to remember saving memories in a way that will secure them in their family, right? Like giving them that lighthouse. Um, yeah. And then how do you guys do it? What, what systems do you have? Well, not, not, nothing like that. Uh, but I will tell you that while you're talking, what comes to my mind is the, um, we, have what's, we have a camp that I grew up going to in Louisiana, Bundix Lake. And uh, we had a camp logbook. Mm-hmm. And that camp logbook, like, like you're saying, is on the kitchen table. And what happened was it started out as um, dad would, whoever would go up to the camp, they would write what they did at the camp. So like dad would write um, like a note that, hey, I came up here, it was, it was, I came up here to winterize the, the house. So all the lines are drained and, and all of that. So if anybody else came in, they wouldn't, ex- they wouldn't freak out because there's no water, gotcha. you know, because right. it's like, so it was really, it started as the work that was done um, just like as a note for whoever comes back or just as a reminder, oh yeah, I did do that the last time I was here. What it transformed into, so just to give a little time frame, um, the logbook that, that I'm familiar with, it started in 1984 and, uh, and it ran to 1994. And um, so it started as this, you know, entry journal of work done at the, at the camp and it morphed into like what you're saying, Every time we would go up there, we'd write in the camp logbook about what we did. And then sometimes it would be like a day by day of, you know, we, we can't, we'd always go up there for Easter. So, um, so the Easter entry started getting longer and longer and these big, you know, and then we would just start writing these giant entries into the the logbook. And my brother, Mike, he, um, one year he gave all of us, he, he scanned the camp logbooks and gave all of us, you know, hard copies of the camp logbook. The, the greatest gift I think I've ever received because um, I had to go to Africa for the job uh, mm-hmm. one year and I brought those logbooks and he had just given us those logbooks for Christmas and I spent every day reading those entries and That's it was just awesome. looking back at it right. and I could remember in my mind I'm like I remember that day I remember exactly that mm-hmm. day and it was so cool to like you know there's no pictures and I and I found myself wishing that there were pictures sure yeah, that yeah. I could that I could like take from the the logbook he gave me and like print out a picture and put it right there. Right. Kind of like a scrapbook. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, this was that day. Boom, there, yep. there's that picture. Um, as far as what we do, um, we don't really, we don't really do that. Um, we, I've got a, I guess if there's anything that I have is on the Mac, I've got just every picture that I've ever taken on the cloud. And I've been doing, uh, dumps from before we had the Mac right. and I, and I had pictures on the old computers. I've been dumping pictures, um, onto that. And then you just kind of go back and look, but I definitely am, am inspired by your book of life thing. Um, one of the things, for example, for, for Evan's birthday, uh, which just came and, and, uh, and Elliot's also, I did a, <laughs> it started off as a joke. I was, uh, at the breakfast table, we do have several traditions. Uh, one of our traditions is a Mrs. Baird's uh, powdered and chocolate donut mm-hmm. <laughs> for the birthday. Nice. And um, 
And I was while we were eating, I gave uh, I got on voice memos, and I was like, "This is the interview with a birthday boy." Mm-hmm. So Elliot, you know, da, 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 and and I was just asking him questions, and it started off as a, kind of like a joke, but as I was taking pictures of the crawfish bowl, and and as I was taking pictures of what we were doing and and around that day, I was like, "I'm gonna take that, and I'm gonna make something out of it." Yeah, and so perfect. I went into iMovie, and I I put the interview as the backdrop. And then all the the pictures kind of in this it's a short like a minute and a half video and um and I basically you know the only way I can do it is publish it to youtube so i I put it on our youtube channel mm-hmm. and um and I did the same thing for Evan, so I was like, uh oh, I think a new tradition has been born yeah. and whenever whenever we were talking about it, the kid the littler kids go, "Are you going to do that for all of us and and the little ones were super excited, yep, and they were like. <laughs> Quinn was like, "Can we do mine now?" And I'm like, "Well, let's wait for your birthday." And he's like, "I want to nice. do mine now. I want to do mine mine now." So it, it was really cool. But yeah, capturing those memories are—it's big for me. Um, I have been relying on Facebook a lot to pop up those memories right. to say, "Oh yeah, I remember you know a couple you know years ago this is what we were doing." But as I mentioned earlier, I think I'm done with Facebook. So yeah. I'm need, I'm going to need something to replace that because yeah. I I certainly want. And I mean, I've got you know scrapbooks up there on the on the shelf, and you know photo albums and and whatnot, and that's the way that it used to be. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking that's probably how it'll go back. Yeah, I I try to write it in such a way, get, like you know, put yourself a few years down the road, or put yourself in the shoes of the kids that'll be reading it. So I try to write the line in such a way that it'll jog that memory, like you were saying. So like, you know, it's things that you would they're in there. I don't know how memories work. I'm not sure anybody does, right? But they're in there somewhere. And so the idea is a couple of years from now when you read it, whatever that line is has enough detail to kind of key that emotion or to key that time or whatever, just to remind, you know, what you were doing that day. Yeah. So that, you know, it's, um, and I try to, I, you know, I do try to be cognizant of, as I'm kicking the table here, sorry, um, the, the fact that it's like, it is from my perspective, yeah. which makes it a it, you know, I'm sure there's things that I'm missing. So, like, if each of the kids had their own, they would probably have something different. But yeah. I do try to write in, um, you know, try to capture what all the other kids are doing. And then also, like, spread it around a little bit. Yeah. So, like, Are you the know, kids writing in it, too? Or no, it's just you and Aaron? It's just me. Well, mostly just me. Aaron, okay. will, Aaron will pick up the slack if I'm not doing it. Um, but it's mostly just me. It's my thing. Yeah, but it um, might be cool to have them... To start adding stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, yeah. like, to say, you know, from their perspective, yeah. like, the day. You know, what did we miss? Well, and that... Uh, it, it would be good for the younger... It's the younger kids that I'm I'm trying to be more cognizant of because the older kids are so busy doing stuff. Yeah. It's really easy to find something for them, right? So like, yeah. you know, Moira's, you know, she's got her homeschool classes that she's doing great in. She's got driving. She's got all these other things. Yeah. That's like, well, okay, I took her out driving. That's easy. It was like, well, yeah, but you've done that like the last three days, you know? Yeah. So like, you know, trying to find something for each kid that's memorable, trying to find, you know, like if, um, if like uh, Aaron will take maybe... Uh, Nolan and Maddie to the movies, then it'll be, you know, I put mom took Nolan and Maddie to this, dad went with Moira to this, Porter was doing this, right? Yeah. Like just having like trying to hit a little bit of something for everybody. Yeah. Um, And then if it's like a family thing, then it's just, you know, we had dinner at the Williams or we, you know, went out to dinner or whatever, right? So, um, but it's been really fun. And I think the, the, um, the other key thing too is, you know, we hear it all the time and it becomes more and more real as your kids get older and older that it does go, really fast um and you know i think maybe i mentioned on the podcast before when the kids were really young we were going to do a book for each birthday for them yeah um and we didn't stick with it and that's like one of the like 
biggest regrets of my life because we did it the first couple of years and then more kids came and we got busy yeah. and um, the whole idea was that we were going to have a book and then we would write in the front cover and the back cover a letter and then give them those books when they turned 18. Yeah. So it would be like a big stack of books yeah. and, then, and each book would be like related to where they were in their life or what their favorite yeah, book yeah. was that year or whatever, right? It's like, what a gift that would have been, right? Or like the birthday letters that you seal and you don't give them until they turn 18 or, the, yeah. you know, something, whatever it is, but you have to do it. And you have to start. And that was my, like, the book yeah. of life was like, I have to start. I have to do something because it's going too fast. What's going to be the easiest thing is like one sentence is the yeah, easiest yeah, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, whatever it is, the, the you know, Christmas log books are great. Birthday log books, yeah. birthday letters, birth, you know, journals, you know, whatever it is. I would do something, though, that's not digital, right? Because that's yeah. the other, you know, the, because um, I just, I don't know. Like, what's going to happen? You know, Facebook goes bankrupt 15 years from now or, you know, where do all those pictures go? Where do all those memories go? Where do all those, yeah. you know, that's, you know, MySpace, you know, do you have your MySpace account still? You know, I was never on MySpace. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, I mean, you're still Actually, putting, I do have my MySpace <laughs> still. You're putting your, you know, you're putting those, <laughs> you're just putting all those memories in the hands of like a, a, a company that could be going out of business. Or oh like yeah. A, you know? Um, so yeah, so I would, I would say do something, you know, more traditional, try to, try to do it in such a way that it creates a family story. Um, and, and like you were saying with like the fun events that you did the last couple of weeks, yeah. you know, make sure that those are, are captured so that you can talk about them. Right. And that yeah. the, the idea is that you have a, a place for your kids to come home to, you know, that they know where they fit, that they know how they fit in the family, yeah. you know, and, and hopefully, you know, we've done a good enough job that all of those stories are like, man, I'm, I'm going to do this with my kids or, you know, yeah. I'm, I want to, you know, I want to come home on the weekends because that was always the place that, you know, was the safest, the yeah, best, your house the, best, be a the ref- houses, right. a refuge, yeah. um, you know, and this is just a way to, to kind of do that. So. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, you started off with talking about how the grandparents would come over and you would, you know, get the stories from them. And, and so, so I've been, um, getting into ancestry.com, mm-hmm. you yep. know, so, um, you know, yeah, it is digital. I mean, something like that though. I mean, so that is a really good, yeah. um, platform if you're doing the research, because it connects you with so many different resources, mm-hmm. right? So um, it started off kind of as, as a joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim, um, her her mother is, uh, her, her grandmother is, I think, 100% French, and she was like, wanted to do the DNA test, mm-hmm. and she was like, I'm going to see how French I am. Well, when the results came back, she was like 2% French, and I don't know how many percent <laughs> Irish, but uh-huh. it, she was more Irish than French. Thought it was hilarious, so I got her a Kiss Me, I'm Irish shirt for nice. Christmas that year. So then she's like, well, I want you to do it because my grandmother is 100% Italian, mm-hmm. Sicilian. And um, I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm the Italian stallion. I know it. I don't, I don't need DNA to prove it. Yep. Well, after getting into some of these uh, uh, crime story podcasts and, uh, and stories about how they use DNA to catch serial killers, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, I was like, oh, I've got to do this DNA test. This is awesome. So I do the DNA test, and I'm, I'm like 2% Italian, uh-huh. and, and I'm, you know, I'm like 73% uh, English, you know, uh, Northern European or something like mm-hmm. that. And um, I'm more Irish than Italian, so I'm the Irish Italian. It was a joke. <laughs> but anyway, in, in all of that, like you're starting to see your, your family tree, you're ex- exploring your family tree, and you're wanting to know more stories about these people. So I'm more cognizant now about whenever I'm talking to somebody, number one, I'm I'm upset that all these people in my life are, are have passed away. Yeah. You know, I, I can't get these stories from these people. So one day I'm talking to my uncle on the way home, and he goes, he's talking about um, 
my uncle Jerry, uh, he's talking about his, his, his life growing up. And I said, well, you know, I need to know more about, you know, grandpa, my grandpa's, um, his brothers. I don't really know anything about him. He goes, you ought to talk to uncle Ike. He's still alive. He was the the baby of the family. He's like 80 something years old. And I'm like, give me his phone number right now. So I got his phone number and I called him that day, and it was funny. It was like it took him completely off guard because I, I he answered the phone. I'm like Uncle Ike, and he was like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "This is your great nephew Chad," mm-hmm. and, and, and he was like, "Oh, hey, Chad." And we talked for it was it was a little it was like eight thirty at night. So uh-huh. I'm like, "Number one, is it too late to call you?" And he's like, "No, I'm I'm still up." So we talked for about thirty minutes, and I was like just asking him about the family, like growing and. And I said, I want to call you again. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to do is I will put like a topic, if you will, of like, so today I want to talk about this. So like, yeah. tell me about this. And, you know, cause I want to capture that. Cause you know, here's, this is, he was the baby brother of my grandfather and he, they were one of five, um, four brothers and one, one girl. And, uh, obviously everybody else has, has passed. So mm-hmm. it's like, this is something that you want to make sure you capture. Heck yeah, man. That's so awesome. capture it now. Yep. And then so my, I guess my advice to the Catholic dads out there listening is you've got somebody in your life right now that would love to tell their story and you need to know their story and your kids need to know their story too. And, um, I mean, everybody wants to feel, you know, that there's, that their life mattered. And, and if there's one thing that ancestry thing has done for me, mm-hmm. It's whenever you're going back all those generations to realize that if something would have happened to that person, all these people wouldn't be here. Right. So it's like, wow. I mean, I actually, it yeah. sounds corny. I got goosebumps just thinking about that because yeah. think about the, how, you know, just think about all of the things that were going on back in the, mm-hmm. you know, 1800s with, you know, war and famine and sickness and, you know, lack of modern medicine and, mm-hmm. and things like that. I mean, one of those people falls ill to whatever disease was going around that day. I mean, you wouldn't be here and neither would all this big branch of that tree. Yeah. It's just crazy to think about. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, from that perspective, everybody's story matters. So I would say, take the time to, uh, recognize those people. Absolutely. And not only those people, but, um, just, I guess a a final parting thought for me is, um, when you see a veteran in the grocery store or at a restaurant, do it uh, in a nice way, but go up and thank them for their service, and you might hear some awesome stories. Yep. So I've got two that I'll just share real quickly. Is At lunch, these were both at lunches, different lunches, different days. Um, see, and, and I call it, you know, in my mind, I call them old hats. Mm-hmm. You know, the veteran will walk in, he's got the hat, but this is a World War II hat. Yep. Guys, y'all don't see that very often. Yeah. So uh, get up and go introduce yourself and just thank them for their service, and you will hear some incredible stories. So I met, uh, he called, he, he said his name was Joe, uh, he said his, they call me Pappy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Mr. Pappy was, uh, 80, I think he was 84 years, I'm sorry, 94 years old. And he was in Midway. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh, man, this dude. And he was like, he was walking and, and his son who was with him said he still drives, uh-huh. had an amazing conversation with him. And then at, at Jason's Deli here in Kingwood, uh, I met, uh, um, he was uh, 94, I believe his name is AJ Howard. And, um, I sat down with him. I was fortunate enough to have a, a probably like a 10 minute conversation with him. I asked his wife if it was okay. Right. <laughs> and, um, while she was ordering, he had sat down. So I went up and I thanked him for his service and, uh, he's, 
he just started telling me all about. So he was in, he was on Normandy Beach. Wow. He was in the Battle of the Bulge. Yeah. I mean, so this dude. I mean, you want to talk about heroes? And again, got goosebumps. I mean, this this guy was in it. Yep. And um, I just was in awe just talking to him, and just I'm so thankful that I was there and able mm-hmm. to do it. And I, you know, it's just it sounds kind of silly, but we always think we don't want to impose on people. Like, this is their lunch break, and they're having lunch. People want to tell their stories, man. And yep. whenever you see a, again, you see a hat walking in. Um, Number one, just go thank them for their service because I think it's the right thing to do. But you might just be blessed with an awesome story. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, Mr. Pappy and, and Mr. Howard, you know, God bless you guys and for the service to the country. And, you know, there's people out there in your life that needs a, that wants a story to be told. And guys go out there and record mm-hmm. that story somehow. Absolutely. I like it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So my parting thought would just be to start. So don't wait. Right. Yeah. Don't, don't wait. Like even if you if you try something that doesn't work, try something else and it doesn't work. You have to capture these memories with your kids. You have to capture the memories with your great uncle and your, yeah. you know, your grandparents. You can't wait. You can't. You definitely can't wait on those conversations. You have to make sure that those are captured because, you, yeah. you know, there's a saying that says uh, the best time to plant a tree was 30 years ago. <laughs> that's right. The second best time to plant a tree is today. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. No, <laughs> that's exactly it. So start planting those trees and and uh, start start a tradition of of capturing your stories and capturing your memories with your kids. Cause, um, you know, they're going to have, we all do, we all have that moment in our lives where, um, you need a foundation. Um, then you do it through your Catholic faith and you do the story of your family and that foundation will be there for, for yourself and for your kids. So good deal. Good, good topic. All oh, right, yeah, man. God bless y'all. Um, hope your Lent is going well. Stay strong. Yeah. Stay strong. We'll, uh, we'll all celebrate together the, the great resurrection and Easter. And uh, God bless everybody. Yeah. St. Joseph, pray for us. Squiggly, 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 squiggly. But that's, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. We should always do that. Was that louder when I whistled into it? Yeah, that's okay. really loud in my ears. Sorry. Should I stop doing it then? <laughs> <laughs> so now we're recording? Now we're, we're actually live now. Awesome. <laughs> Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. CMF Curo is the country's first Catholic healthcare ministry to provide an affordable health sharing solution rooted in Catholic teaching and community. Learn more at MyCatholicHealthcare.com/podcast. That's MyCatholicHealthcare.com/podcast.
slash podcast.